It's the Muppeturgy Podcast with your very special introductory episode where you get to meet your hosts. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to our very first quasi-episode of the Muppeturgy Podcast. Uh, I am David Levy, and I am very excited to get things started. So without delay, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves, uh, and I'm going to call on you in the order that you appear on my screen. Adam, you go first. Uh, hi, I am Adam Grossworth. What else would you like me to say? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are in the world. Oh, sure. Um, I work in theater. I used to be a stage manager, uh, in, so I guess a scooter in Muppetland. Uh, I now work for a nonprofit called the National Alliance for Musical Theater. Um, I like the Muppets a lot. I'm happy to have a project during the pandemic. So thanks, David. And uh, here we are. Wonderful. Christy. Hi, uh, I'm Christy Bauer. I'm a writer of musicals for the stage and screen. Uh, so I think I'm more of a Kermit in the world. I think my life path was pretty much set in, in motion by the uh, Muppets in Manhattan. So yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Wonderful. Welcome. And Michal. Hi, I'm Michal. I'm a writer and producer of mainly kids' podcasts, and I'd wear too many hats in life in general. I do a lot of dancing when there's not a pandemic and puppet building and who knows what else. Um, but at my job, I'm probably more of a Kermit writing scripts and making sure things happen. Personality-wise, I'm probably more of a Fozzie. I buy it. Desperate for a claim. <laughs> and I'm David Levy. I also work in the theater. Uh, I work for... Uh, the Labor Union Actors' Equity, helping to teach actors and stage managers how to make the most of the union. There is no Muppet who does that, which becomes very obvious when we start to look at really what goes problem. on inside that theater. <laughs> <laughs> There's no HR on the Muppet show. That said, I do have a history as a producer and host of Cabaret, so I guess I have a little bit of the Kermit in me as well. So we decided, sort of on a whim, to do this podcast when Disney plus announced that they would be adding all five episodes, all five episodes, excuse me, all five seasons of the Muppet show to their streaming service this February. It was the kind of thing where I tweeted, Hey, this makes me feel like I should host a Muppet show rewatch podcast, sort of hoping people would talk me out of it, but secretly hoping people would talk me into it. And immediately people secret. responded. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was pretty transparent. And uh, and here we are. And uh, the name Muppeturgy came about pretty quickly because uh, I knew that the majority of us who'd be a part of this would be coming from the theater world. So it's a portmanteau of Muppet and dramaturgy. Christy, for those who've never heard the word dramaturgy, how would you define it? Dramaturgy is sort of like the... Uh... I, I almost think of it as the the, the history and the, and the science within storytelling. It's the a, a, a dramaturg's job is to uh, get into the nuts and bolts of a thing, and sometimes that means looking at structure. Sometimes that means uh, doing research. Uh, sometimes that means asking questions. So that's basically what we're going to be doing with The Muppet Show. Uh, we all have different histories with it, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, we're approaching it both with inquisitiveness to say, you know, how does this work 
when it works? Why doesn't it work when it doesn't work? Uh, what are the influences and histories behind the different sketches and songs? Uh, and how does it fit into a bigger picture in the world of the Muppets, in the world of pop culture, in our own lives? And hopefully that will distinguish us a little bit from all the other really terrific Muppet podcasts that are out there who we look at as our inspirations, not our competitors. <laughs> we love you guys. Please don't be mad at us for joining the scene. <laughs> so... uh let's talk a little bit about what each of our own histories is with the Muppets. Michal, do you want to kick us off? Okay. So I was born in 1983, so I was a little bit too late to enjoy the Muppet show during its original run, but uh, it was on in syndication when I was uh, in my early childhood and my parents taped a few episodes off TV. They taped uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan off TV. So we were watching those plenty, although I will say some episodes more than others because uh, we had one tape uh, full of Muppet Show episodes that got stolen out of our house along with the VCR that it was in, which oh, was no. very sad for all of us because you you can replace uh, a VCR uh, if you have the means, but you cannot replace a tape full of episodes of the Muppet Show, or at least not in the early 80s. So there were a handful that I watched over and over again, but not as many as I could have. The... Muppets and Sesame Street always resonated very strongly with me. Um, there was something about this combination of earnestness, but also this uh, total meaninglessness. So, you know, this nihilistic approach where it's like, we might as well blow things up. Uh, I believe in both of those things very strongly. Um, so that always resonated with me. Um, it meant that I found a, a home for myself in the online Muppet fan world in the early 2000s, especially with the Tough Pigs website and forum. So uh, I also want to express my love for all those guys and their website and their podcasts. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was uh, such an ardent Muppet fan and Sesame Street fan that I ended up going into children's media as an adult. So it is very much a part of my life. Wonderful. Christy. So I, I've been sitting here thinking, trying to remember if there's a moment at which I became aware that the Muppets were a thing, because in, in my memory, the Muppets have always been a, a part of my life. I uh, I spent most of 1987 uh, demanding to be called Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I should probably point out I was three at the time. I was born did it work? It did. Yeah, no, my, my parents called me Ernie and we got really strange looks in public, but it was the only thing that I would answer to. Um, so yeah, so I, I think Sesame Street was my way in, but I also, you know, was a second generation fan. My mom was in high school when the uh, Muppet Show started. So uh, she was already a big fan. And uh, like I previously mentioned, the Muppets Take Manhattan pretty much, I think, determined my life as a person who was trying to get musicals made in the world. Uh, so yeah, the, I, and I'm 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 with you, Michal. The um, there's a there's a sort of like, you know, chosen family of, of people with nothing to lose quality to the Muppets <laughs> that uh, really resonates strongly with me. Excellent, Adam. So I I think I'm the I know I know I'm the oldest among us by a couple of years. I was born in 1975, um, and I grew up in New York City, sort of a classic 80s latchkey kid. So I was sort of raised on and by Sesame Street and the Muppet Show in a lot of ways. 
Um, so I definitely like, you know, grew up like Christy, sort of just remember the Muppets as always being there. Um, and you definitely remember like watching the Muppet show with my parents. I don't know if it was first run or, or reruns because I would have been still very little when these first couple seasons um, started, but like definitely there, like there was a couple, there were a couple of shows and really the Muppet show and mash are the things I most remember watching with my parents as a little kid. Um, Adam, we are so the same person in so many ways. <laughs> horrifying. Um, but uh, I also have like kind of a bad memory, like still, this is just generally true. So um, it's weird now, like watching like the things that fully imprinted on me that maybe I only saw once, but like I see it now and I'm like, oh yeah, that sketch. And then the things where I'm like, I've never seen this before in my life, which I know is not actually true. And my story is not so different from Adam's. I was born in 1978, so while The Muppet Show was on the air, some of my very earliest memories of TV are sitting on the floor of my parents' bedroom watching The Muppet Show on, I think, Sunday nights. Um, When it was, I think, towards the end of the original run, you know, I definitely, I feel like I've seen all these episodes. I don't know for sure that I've seen all these episodes, although I do own, you know, the three seasons that were released as DVDs. I own all... 15 volumes of the time life releases of episodes that were uh, put out before that. When I was in high school, I had the VHS tapes of there were two like best of the Muppets compilations, plus the Halloween uh, compilation that had the Vincent Price and the Alice Cooper episodes. So all of this stuff is just sort of like jumbling around in my head. Like I was maybe a little too old to watch the Muppet babies throughout their entire time on the air, but I did. And, you know, I I remember watching like really prioritizing watching the storyteller and the Jim Henson hour and uh, Muppets tonight came on when I was a senior in high school. And I remember trying to capture all of those episodes on video cassette, because I just knew they would disappear because YouTube wasn't a thing yet. And I remember being so excited when uh, Muppet vision 3d came out at Disney and I just, just thought and still think that that may be one of the best Muppet projects ever. I did get a little disillusioned after Jim Henson died. I had to learn to like and still don't fully love the movies that came after his death. Like Muppet Christmas Carol is fine. Treasure Island. I have not watched in a long time and I'm a little bit afraid to, um, et cetera. Uh, but I also, I think was one of the people who was quickest to say like, okay, it's going to be different and I'm willing to accept it as different and what different might be. Um, But all that said, I feel like the Muppet show has always been like the purest, truest version of the Muppets to me. Although like Christy, the Muppets take Manhattan is like a deeply important film in my life. And in fact, I wrote one of my college essays about the Muppets take Manhattan. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, not not my entrance essay, but like the essay to get into the arts program, uh, which was successful. So, uh, you know, I, I, I owe it that. <laughs> and, and I also like, you know, I grew up, I'm pretty sure I had a, a Rolf doll when I was very little. And I definitely had Kermit dolls when I was older. And uh, I remember when the Muppets put out their first CD-ROM that I had that video game and it was really exciting and I loved it. And I, I really tried to, get my hands on everything I could. And yet I think like Adam, I don't think of myself as a Muppet expert. I think of myself as more of a fan than average, but I I am in awe of the people who really have encyclopedic knowledge of this. Like that's, that is not 
where I come from. Um, and I say that also to sort of excuse that as this podcast goes along, like this is going to be like fairly research informed, uh, but like we're going to get stuff wrong and we're going to miss things and like, that's okay. We're all learning together and uh, feel free to yell at us. And uh, we love to do corrections. <laughs> um, this is not a know-it-all podcast. This is a uh, appreciation podcast nope. uh, until we know it all. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about this uh, this project and what each episode is going to be like uh, to the extent that we know, because we're still figuring it out. Uh, Adam, since you sort of outlined this for us, why don't you walk us through it? Oh, sure. We're not going to, you can't really recap a variety show. I mean, we could, but no. Um, so we're going to just sort of break down each week, talk about the guest star a little bit, talk about the songs, some of the vaudeville traditions, um, talk about, you know, the introduction of characters and sketches that would be recurring and then just sort of what we liked, what we didn't like, um, and, you know, go from there. Um, and we'll see how that goes. We're clearly figuring with that as we go along in case you couldn't tell from this. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. Originally, I think we had thought about tracking the development of the characters, but that's almost impossible because there's not, necessarily in order so like there's there's sort of broad development like season to season but take scooter for example he shows up and then three episodes later by some standard he's introduced right. and so and like <laughs> and and miss piggy who probably changes the most of any of the main characters over the course of the show and over the course of the first season it, it's really hard to track what their thinking was because it wasn't necessarily a linear progression and like that's fine uh we'll we'll note it yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the muppet show it's not Mad Men. like we're fine and we welcome your feedback uh we have uh very excitedly already set up lots of different places where you can tell us what you think so uh if you have ideas or requests or complaints or questions etc uh you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook all at muppeturgy uh, we have a website, Muppeturgy.com. You can email us, podcast at Muppeturgy.com. Um, you can track us all down individually. Uh, Michal, you're not on Twitter, are you? Uh, I once started a Twitter account. I don't really use it. Thanks for asking. I mean, bless you for that. Bless you for that. <laughs> the dream. Um, uh, Adam and I are on Twitter a lot. Christy's on Twitter a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um <laughs> But we've also set it up so that if you tweet at Muppeturgy, uh, we will all see it in our Slack because this is the 21st century. <laughs> Any final thoughts from anyone? I am interested to see uh, how these episodes hold up overall, um, because as you just mentioned, it's the 21st century. Um, a lot of time has elapsed since these aired, and some of these uh, sketches would not get made now. Uh, so I want to see how Disney treats that, but I also am curious to see whether we even get all of the content that we've been promised because Disney has been teasing us Muppet fans for literally decades. So yeah, this is going to be a, a fun thing to discover as we go along. I assume part of the reason that they stopped the DVDs is music rights, which always seem weird to me because it's a sketch show. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to me, but like, Ultimately, who cares? Like, drop a sketch if you have to drop a sketch. Um, so, yeah, I am, I am 
I'm wondering if these are going to be incomplete in some way. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, I'm also, we're recording this the weekend that Dinosaurs dropped on Disney+. Plus, um, and it looks terrible. Like, show quality aside, like, it just it just looks really bad. And I, I think the Muppet Show has been better preserved than, than Dinosaurs was. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is a, a 40-year-old show. So I'm curious to see how that digital what's it <laughs> works out. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Oh, and then the other thing just to mention is that we'll have some bonus goodies to throw your way. Uh, watch our socials for that. I'm already planning on making podcasts. Sorry, this is a podcast. <laughs> I'm already planning on making. <laughs> I'm going to make a podcast about our podcast. It's like when you do a, a DVD commentary about the DVD commentary. Uh, no, uh, there will be playlists. Uh, if you're curious to hear some of the inspirations as we're talking about them, like the original versions of songs that the Muppets perform, there is a wealth of uh, rare Muppet stuff on YouTube. So we'll share some of those clips, assuming that Disney doesn't enact a great Muppet purge, which I live in daily fear of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you know, we hope to to have some fun, not just with the podcast itself, but by sharing things we love supplementarily. Is that a word? Supplementarily? It is now. Sure. Yeah. So check yeah, out the one. All right. I think, uh, I think that's an episode. Huzzah, we did it. Thanks for listening to this special introductory episode of the Muppeturgy podcast. We've got one more introductory episode coming up where we look at the first Muppet Show pilot, the Muppet Valentine Show, before diving into the show proper. Come find us on your favorite social network at Muppeturgy or on the web at Muppeturgy.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Krista Bauer. This episode was edited by me, David Levy.